I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggled. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I responded. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of the Limitless Athlete Podcast. If you are an existing listener, you may be thinking, where have I been? If you are a new listener, you obviously won't be thinking that because you'll be brand new to the show. Um, anyway, this is a new structure to what we're doing with this podcast. I'm going to be completely honest with you and upfront. The podcast in the last, I don't know, the last few episodes, the last half of the last season, it felt pretty inauthentic to me. Like I was just making another podcast. It, it became, yes, it was focused on mindset. And yes, I believe that we had some great conversations with some amazing guests and gave some incredible insights. But it became, like I said, just another podcast. It became something that you could get elsewhere. And that's not what you're here for. You're not here for just another interview, despite having a mindset bias. You're here for mindset training. You're here for things that you can take home and actually apply. And you aside, dear listener, I also felt like this was completely inauthentic to me. Like being completely upfront with me, uh, with you, I was trying to create this um or trying to force the growth of mindset rx like trying to do things in this really kind of textbook way um and very kind of marketing-y kind of salesy um i'm sure it came across like listening back i can hear it and like logically it's the right thing to do but personally in a human level it just felt honest with you it, it felt shit it felt like i was betraying myself and betraying you so i don't want to get too bogged down into that but what that's led me to is a realization that i'm not going to do things this way anymore i'm not going to do things through a kind of a playbook i'm going to do things that are authentic to me because you you deserve better than that and there really is an absence of high quality mindset coaching on podcasts. So here's what this is going to be going forward. Here's what the podcast is going to be going forward. It's going to be still mindset-based for functional athletes. We're going to have some interviews, but we're also going to have explanations, deep dives of the methodologies and the systems. And I'm going to take you through, we're going to get athletes who have been working with us and go through deep dive case studies with them and show you just step by step how they change their mindset, how they train their mindset to fully embody their potential. It's going to be authentic. So there's going to be, yeah, there'll be a lot more mistakes for me. There'll be a lot more ums and ahs. And um, I went on my hair like today, for example. Um, you'll probably hear my dog whining or chewing on his Kong. It's going to be a little bit less polished, but 
it's going to be a summary and it's going to be a way to train your mindset. My intention for each one of these episodes is to put out something that is evergreen. So it's not it's not dependent on a, ter- a certain time for you to get value from it. I want you to be able to listen to this time and time again and get more from it. And it's going to be deeply useful and it'll be the best knowledge that I can give. And sure, I'll be wrong from time to time. Sure, I will um, say things that later I'll change my mind on. Um, but I'm going to give you the best of my knowledge from my experience working as a coach for what six, seven years in terms of mindset with CrossFit athletes. And it's going to be a deep dive. And who is this for? Like, because you may be thinking, is this even for me right now? Well, it's for you if you're an athlete who wants to go all in, but know that your mindset gets in the way. And that could be you want to go all in on getting to the CrossFit Games, and that's your complete goal. But you know your mindset gets in the way in terms of performance and self-sabotage and a whole bunch of other ways. Or it could be you've got a bunch of stuff on, you're busy, you have um, high standards for yourself, you've got a family or you've got um, a demanding job, but you also want to go all in on training and you want to maximize that. Um, And you know, again, your mindset is getting in the way and you want to overcome that. So that is what the show is going to be. And I'm really looking forward to this new iteration. Um, And I'm going to be super consistent with this to the best of my abilities. I'm going to put out shows as, as well as I can. And Every single show, it's my promise to you, will be valuable. You'll be able to take things home from them and implement them into your training. You'll be able to get a better understanding of your mindset. And I want it to be enlightening to you. In in the theme of today's discussion, from where I've been, um, from what I've just explained, I want to dive into authenticity today why you have to be authentic as an athlete, why being inauthentic is such a betrayal to yourself and why it causes so many mindset problems. So let's start this with a discussion of why authenticity is essential to perform as an athlete. And if we take a step back from that, what even is authenticity? Well, we can go go at this from a few angles we can think what does it look like in terms of actions what does it sound like in terms of things you say but i think the best place to start from is what does it feel like what does authenticity feel like to you and we can flip this once more to say what does inauthenticity feel like to you and i don't know about you But to me, I know I'm being inauthentic when things feel icky, when I feel like I have to force something, when I'm more in my head than I deserve to be or should be, when I'm trying to force something to happen. And with athletes, this looks like trying to manipulate yourself into a certain mold that you feel like you should fit in order to be the best athlete possible. So authenticity is alignment in a sense. It's alignment with who you really are. And it's not letting your story get in the way. It's not letting 
external expectations getting in the way. It's being true to yourself. And it's my belief that as an athlete, you will only get to a fraction of your potential if you're inauthentic. You will find it a struggle. You will always be faced with self-doubt, a lack of confidence. You'll spend a lot of time looking around comparing yourself to other people. You'll feel like you if you'll feel like your your personality is unstable, like it molds to fit whoever you're around. And it will feel like you're acting continuously, which results in inconsistency in your training, inconsistency in your performance, inconsistency in nutrition, recovery, the hidden training, your sleep. And it feels like forcing. So that's what authenticity looks like in athletes. All of that, of course, leads to not fulfilling your potential. It's a it's a leap, it's a series of steps, but that is the consequence. If you are not authentic as an athlete, you will not fulfill your potential. That's it. Because what authenticity essentially is, is a lack of excess force. You're not forcing yourself, you're not acting, you're not playing a role, you're just being yourself. And when you can do that, your focus is simple because you're not trying to do multiple things in a workout. You're just trying to do the workout to the best of your abilities. You're not trying to do the workout to the best of your abilities whilst worrying about what other people think of you, whilst thinking about what the coach is expecting of you whilst thinking about how you're seen in relation to the other athletes or by your sponsors or whatever that might be for you or your family or the people that you used to know as a child. When we embrace authenticity, when we truly go fully into authenticity, what we develop is a zero fucks mentality. We stop caring about what other people think because we're no longer acting. We're accepting ourselves as who we truly are. We start to push harder in workouts without being concerned that we're being seen as a tryhard. We go all in on our potential. We're not worried about how our family see us, about leaving behind ties. Um, we're not worried about how we're viewed if we go all in. And we're not fighting a truest expression of ourselves, which requires this effort. And that results in self-trust, self-belief, confidence, self-assuredness, um, self-love, to throw that in there too. And it it sounds um it sounds sincere, very sincere, but this is what you're gonna get if you're listening to an authentic podcast now. You're not living a lie. When you are authentic to your max, when you're not masking who you really are, you don't have to expend the energy on living an inauthentic life. And that frees you up to be happy. It frees you up to be open. It frees you up to stop worrying about the outcome and just focus on the the process and fall in love with the process. So in that way, being an authentic athlete is a shortcut to becoming process-driven, which ironically means that the outcome that you initially desired becomes more likely. 
what I wanted to do now is think about why we shy away from authenticity. Let's dive deep into the problem. And looking through our lens of the RRP method, so regulate, rewire, perform, there's two pieces that stand out here. There's the rewire, which we'll get to eventually. So the, the story that you believe and how this limits, and this is a kind of traditional approach of mindset. But then there's the regulate side. Like how is your nervous system and the regulation thereof affecting your thoughts, your feelings, your actions? To really understand this, we have to dismiss the idea that your mind and your body are separate. I used to think of this in that like I used to think of mindset in that your body was carrying around your brain and your brain did stuff and made all decisions and no kind of there's a separation between us. But that's a ridiculous way to view things. Our body and mind are not separate in the way that we think they are. One doesn't influence the other, they are each other. Like at the fundamental level, think about where your mind is theoretically located. Maybe it's in your brain, maybe it's in your heart. Like some people feel like consciousness is within their chest. Some people feel that the consciousness is in their head. It lives somewhere between, but that's still within your body. And the mind and body should really be viewed as the mind body or the body mind as one. They are it's an ongoing conversation between the two. One influences the other. One becomes the other. One is the other. They function as one. There's this study that I was looking at before we got um, before I was um, researching this this episode. And it's a 2010 study in the Journal of Research and Personality, and it showed a correlation between vagal nerve tone and self esteem. So. Vagal nerve, the vagus nerve in your body. Essentially, it runs from your brainstem, um, I think down to your tailbone, I think. like Again, like I may not be getting that exactly right, but it's the, the main nerve in your body that is associated with your nervous system, essentially, that connects your brain to the rest of your body. And what this study showed is that if you have appropriate vagal nerve tone, so a good amount of functioning, essentially, within that, that vagal nerve, you're more likely to have self-esteem. And this obviously works the other way if we think about it too. If you have self-esteem, you'll have vagal nerve tone. What does vagal nerve tone mean for you? Well, it means you're going to be better rested. It means you're going to be better recovered. You're going to feel safer, more secure. And essentially, we're going to be more authentic when we have a higher self-esteem. When we regard ourselves more highly, we will trust ourselves to be more authentic, to not care about what other people think because when we believe we're good enough as we are we don't have to pretend to be somewhere else someone else sorry we're not going to try and be someone other than ourselves and linked into this is safety and vagal tone you're we're always scanning around from the moment we're born as a child we're always scanning around looking at our surroundings for signs of threat and for hopefully safety. And we do this unconsciously. We're consciously looking around. Maybe this is what you're doing when you're comparing yourself in the gym. And there's two sides of your nerve, of your vagal nerve or your vagus nerve. The front, the ventral side, this responds to signs of safety. And your dorsal, so your back, you think about that like dorsal fin, is stimulated by signs of danger. And 
if that if that dorsal side is stimulated over and over and over again if you look around you see threat you see danger if you've been conditioned to do that ever since you were young you will have a dysregulated nervous system that vagal tone will not be appropriate or that vagus nerve will not be appropriately toned so that means that your recovery is going to be all over the place like i said your sleep's going to be poor you will be comparing yourself to other people you will feel like you have to act and pretend to be someone else and appropriate tone of this is going to help you live more authentically as an athlete and therefore going on your potential there's essentially there's there's a theory called polyvagal theory okay don't worry about it too much i'm gonna try and simplify this as much for, for my own benefit as anyone else's uh, which basically says that there's three levels of response to a threat that exist in basically a hierarchy the first one of these is a mobilization so your your body's reaction to threat is to simply sit still to pause like i did this when i was i think the first time i was severely beaten up at school i completely froze i just lay on the floor and I, that was a like a taut reaction that my body just started from that's like deep in the brainstem it teaches you to just immobilize the second one is this fight or flight so if if all else fails, your body's just going to freeze and hold back. Maybe you do this in competition. Maybe you find yourself freezing when you look at a heavy barbell and you're like, shit, that's too heavy for me. I feel the threat of how I'm going to be judged by other people. And I just freeze. I pause. If you, that is not the last resort, so if you, sorry, that is always the last resort, that for that freezing. If you're a bit luckier, a more evolutionary new idea is this fight or flight. You're going to fight off the threat, This, or you could run away from the, the threat. So maybe you find yourself running away from competitions that you've signed up for, or maybe you truly fight, push, and absolutely destroy yourself in the first two minutes. And this is what ruins your workout for you. And then third is this social engagement. We engage with the, the environment around you. You engage with this feeling of... You engage with the environment around you. You engage with the competition. You engage with the, the people around you, your coaches, your teammates, your other competitors. You actively engage and give your best version of yourself. This is the most authentic version of you. And if, you're, if you have enough tone in that ventral or front side of your vagus nerve, you'll be engaged, you'll be comfortable, you'll be open, you'll be vulnerable, and you're trusting. What does that sound like? That sounds like the freedom to be authentic within yourself. It sounds like you're not worried about what other people are going to think of you. It sounds like you can be authentic. And that is what we do when we perform our best. If we look at the best athletes the most capable athletes, they're engaged, they're comfortable, they're open, they're vulnerable in, in a way that they are willing to push to their limits and they're trusting that they're going to be safe. This is authenticity. And we have to train our nervous system effectively to get to this point. Because if you're going to constantly be firing that, that dorsal side of your vagus nerve, if you're your vagus nerve is going to be stressed out and firing the whole time you're going to freeze you're going to flight um, or fly or you're going to fight you're going to burn yourself out too early 
you're going to remove yourself from the competition or you're going to freeze and barely be able to move. So this is authenticity from a nervous system perspective. How do we combat that? Well, we have to regulate our nervous system better. We have to learn that. So where do you fall in this? Do you find yourself freezing, fighting, um, or flighting, essentially? Like, where where does this limit you? Also think about like what your sleep looks like. What does your energy look like on a day-to-day basis? What's your breath like? Um, are you actively recovering enough? Are you spending time outdoors? Are you looking at a screen all day? Are you doing what I'm doing now, like sat down looking at a screen most of the day? That's, that's not a way to um, appropriately tone your vagal nerve are you getting like social interaction are you cuddling pets or loved ones like that is all part of toning your vagal nerve and it's all part of stepping into an authentic version of you and ultimately winning competitions that's the steps we have to go through and remember here what the key takeaways well the key takeaways are the mind and the body are not separate the mind body is one and your thoughts, your emotions, your physical sensations, they have physical roots. And your nerves, your ability to fight reactions, your ability, your um, propensity to freeze, that can have thought-based or trauma-based or story-based um, roots. So we've got to work at this from at least two angles, from the psychological, so the the rewiring of the story and from the physiological, from the physical side of it, from the regulation side. So we've covered the regulation piece. Essentially, the the learning points from that is when your nervous system is appropriately toned, you will have higher self-esteem and you'll be able to go into more authentic expression of yourself. And also, you'll feel safer you'll feel more trusting. You'll feel like you can push harder. You'll feel like you can be vulnerable. So that, listeners, is the regulation piece. Let's touch on the rewiring of our nervous system. This is all story-based. We are inauthentic when we don't feel safe to be ourselves. We are inauthentic when we've learned that it's dangerous to not be ourselves or sorry we, we are inauthentic when i'll get this the right way around we are inauthentic when we've learned that it is dangerous to be ourselves when being ourselves has gone previously punished in some way so maybe you were hurt as a child maybe you had some previous athletic experience where you went full in and you were socially rejected or you were physically hurt or you felt threatened in some way. And that conditioned the response of inauthenticity. It was a protective mechanism, it was a coping strategy that you developed in order to not be heard in the future. And it probably worked for a long, long time. This is the way our stories develop. This is the way that trauma works. This is the way that narratives work. It, it essentially means I believe X and this becomes why. So I believe that I'm always going to be hurt if I, shy, if I show up authentically. So I'll always act as a masquerade of myself or masquerade of someone else. So we need to, from there, understand that we have this, this story and we need to get rid of it. So what is the story? Well, maybe it's imposter syndrome. 
Maybe it's that you actually don't feel good enough to be at the level of competition you want to be at or are at. Maybe it's you feel like you're about to be caught out and the story at the heart of that is I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be here. Maybe it's that you'll be discovered as weak and vulnerable. We put on an act, especially us guys, but it's um, more and more common in, in the whole population to put on this very, very tough front. I used to call it my armor, to put on this armor to protect us from the outside world. Because it was a good coping strategy when I was bullied as a kid, I'll tell you that. Because if nothing can get in, then that's fine because I can't be hurt. But you're trapping things inside you at the same time. All the story is, it's dangerous to show you who I really am. And there could be a trillion different origins from that because you've experienced your life in a completely individual and unique way. And that is something that we have to understand. We have to pull this story to the surface. Once we've got that story, we need to disprove it. We need to prove that it's not true. How do we do this? Through action. We specifically line up who do I want to be and what actions will take me there. So we can do it from a kind of behavioral perspective. Then we can do it from a perspective perspective. We can shift our perspective. We can change the the way that we view ourselves by doing things like AMWAP. So this is essentially recording your wins. AMWAP, as many wins as possible. It's a tool that we use frequently we can create this new perspective. We can see the same situation in a different light. And at the same time, we can change our actions. So maybe we can go out there and um, do things that specifically prove that being vulnerable, being authentic is okay, and we're not going to get hurt. And we start small and expand ourselves out in a way like exposure therapy. So we, we take a small step and become stronger. We take a small step and become stronger. And with that, the action proves, it, it proves a new narrative and it disproves the old narrative. Or maybe we condition ourselves through reminding ourselves what I've done today. We, we change our lens that we view the world for uh, through. We, we rewrite our narrative through journaling exercises, through conversation, um, through visualization, through re-remembering re what's been happening in, in a true and authentic way. And this gives us the ability to be authentic. Once we've done that, we can work on creating a new narrative. We can think, what do I actually want to believe? What is both true and helpful to me? What does that look like in my vision of success? What does that look like in my thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, behaviors? And then that gives us something to aim at in the moment. So instead of just trying to release ourselves from the outcome, we try to give ourselves something to aim at. We give ourselves character skills. We give ourselves behaviors to aim at. And once we've done that, we generate presence. We focus on now. We have awareness of our mental emotional state rather than just falling into the same pattern over and over and over again, the same loops, the same thought patterns, the same behavioral patterns. We've got to take a step back and see those happening in the moment. So that's the rewire aspect of why we shy away from authenticity. And it's really how to become more authentic as an athlete. We've got to isolate that story and get rid of it, essentially. We've got to stop believing it to be true because it's not true. Or there may be elements of it that are true, but you've added pieces in. And mindset change as a whole is all about discovering the truth and not coloring it 
like Marcus Aurelius, the, the quote is, our soul becomes dyed with the colors of our thoughts. And if you're constantly believing something, that is the way that you become. That is the person that you become. So we've got to try and shift that. And then finally, there's a small perform piece here. So we have regulate and rewire. I mean, to, to become more authentic, we have to regulate our nervous system better. We have to rewire the narrative that, I believe, uh, that we believe. And then finally, we have perform. This is the small aspect. This is like actually in competition, actually in training. It's kind of important. It's not the main piece. It's kind of like the, the, the top of the pyramid here. If you've got the regulate and rewire piece in, this bit usually just happens. But the major fault that people make when they're trying to become a better athlete is they start mimicking other athletes too heavily. And now this is important to do. It's a skill set that is uniquely human to to model athletes, um, to, mod, to model other people that we respect. We all do it as children with our parents or primary caregivers. We look around and we model them. We do it with sisters. I, I remember doing it with dogs. I used to model a dog because I, I love the dog so much. And like, that is something that we do. We we model ourselves and others, but that becomes a problem when we become too heavily reliant on that and we lose ourselves in the process. So what often happens is we look around the gym and we see, oh, that's so-and-so, they behave like this and that's how I should behave in order to get to become the athlete that I want to become. And Maybe it's useful, maybe it's not useful. Maybe it takes you towards who you want to be or maybe it doesn't. Or maybe we look at the CrossFit Games and like, let's use some examples here. Daniel Brandon, Brent Fikowski, two very different athletes. Daniel Brandon is obviously fiery. Um, she is um, emotional in the way she reacts and responds. She is passion and that works for her. Like I'm thinking of the image of her standing up after her event win, two middle fingers to the crowd, that celebration. That is at odds with many other athletes. For example, Brent Fikowski, very chill, very calm, very methodical, very practiced, very patient. And I've never known a more kind of um, calm, deliberate and intentional man than Brent. Um, we worked together for a while and so I was constantly impressed by his ability to remain dispassionate from the environment and whoever we see first we usually think oh that's what success is that's what i've got to model but that's not you you are not daniel brandon you are not brent Fikowski. you are not tia claire toomey you are not matt fraser you're not rich froning um you're not annie thorostotter you're not all these athletes you're you with your own unique insight your own unique experience, your own unique personality. And trying to be anyone other than that is a, not only a lie to yourself, but it's a path to poor performance, substandard performance, self-doubt, a lack of confidence, fear-dominated performance. To overcome that, you have to trust yourself that it is safe to be authentic. And we do that through mainly rewiring our narrative, and we do that through regulating our nervous system better because the two are the one. Your, your, your mind and your body form the same piece. So that just about wraps up today's show. Um, I hope you found that useful. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know whether that has been useful to you. It felt good for me. 
It felt like there were times when I, I really kind of gave you what you needed to hear. And I know that within that, there's a bunch of stuff that you can pull out and you can work on. And maybe I didn't go into depth on things enough. And I'm happy to do that. Like, so what I need to know from you guys in order to shape this better for you as an athlete and you as a human being is what you're struggling with, what parts of that that you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy. I'd love to get some feedback from you guys. So either hit me up on our on my private Instagram, which is Tom Foxley, so T-O-M-F-O-X-L-E-Y, or the business Instagram, which is Mindset RX, Mindset RXD. Um, and let me know what you thought. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, so just, yeah, or you can email me actually, coachtom at mindsetrx.com. So let me know what you think. And I'll be back next week with either a, what's up? Yeah, there's either a, a summary and a, what's the word? I said it right at the beginning, a deep dive into one of our, oh, case study. That's the word. There we go. We got that. Either a case study or um, a, a complete comprehensive view on a, a methodology, probably the RRP method and, and how that works for athletes. So hit me up on Instagram. Let me know how you got on. And hopefully this was a very useful episode of the Limitless Athlete Podcast. 